Hey, this is Kyle Headley, youth pastor at DP City. And I just want to take a quick moment to thank you guys for joining us today. Your willingness to spend the day with us means the world to us here at DP City. And thank you to everyone who financially supports the various ministries that are happening around on campus. Without your willingness to tithe and give, there's no possible way we could be reaching the community the way we do. So seriously, thank you. Hey guys, welcome to Connect with DP City episode three. Today I have two very special guests, actually two of my 10 favorite people in the world. Number one, my wife and Pastor Suzanne, and um, her husband is also one of my favorites. He can't join us today, but everybody give it up for our guests. Hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> so I'm super excited to have you guys in here. And if you guys don't know, I know I sound very serious, but these girls were just making me laugh very hard and they're bullying me today in here. I don't believe so, that. Um, <laughs> we're getting texts. We're starting this off on the recorded. wrong note, go ahead. They can justify that, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was getting bullied. So I'm, your, your teaching, Pastor Suzanne, a couple weeks ago on imposter syndrome was really cool. Thank you. Especially the fact that you used Among Us as like your key, uh, example i like them well i like among us prior to the recent updates well it's it's cool because it's like super relevant like everybody under 50 knew known what knew what among us was most under 50 yes the kids definitely loved it i gotta say watching them from the booth all together their face they're like perked up like what and i'm part of a church creative group on facebook and i posted it i posted a picture that i took that said my pastor's cooler (laughs) than your pastor (laughs) And I got a lot of likes. So, you know. Well, that's kind of cool. You're building a um, fan base of people who don't know who you Based are. Based on my Yo Mama tagline, right? Yeah, her username and, uh, is I Yo like Mama. big butts. That is my. That's one T, but yes. Yes. My um, <laughs> second favorite oh, I guess. Pastor yeah. Suzanne <laughs> sermon. My favorite we have pastor. have no visual right I know, now. I was you just gotta, about to say that. Like, clarify. My, my bad, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, tune into uh, DP City Church's YouTube to uh, listen and see Pastor Suzanne. Shameless plug I over here buttons. from the production lead. <laughs> wow. Gosh, I get mean, your own followers, man. You know what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, DPCSKids.com. Yeah, I know. I, I'm wearing the shirt. Carry on. My wife reminded me. She's like, remember what shirt you're wearing today? So no bad words. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, wait. What am I hitting? Oh, that one? Uh, choose one, I guess. <laughs> it's too late. Um, what was I going to say? You guys threw me off big time. Dang it. Go ahead and just do a pause. It's okay. No, no pause. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, my favorite Pastor Suzanne message is Dreamer's Dream. Oh, mine too. Yeah. Really? Back. Yes, yes, that is. That is. So, Sharice and I had just started coming to the church for. Is that the one with the tent? No, it's the one where you had like the. You were talking um, about Joseph dream oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay so um Teresa and i had just been coming to the church for maybe two months three months yeah so we were still in that church early. dating mm-hmm. phase you know you go to a church and you see if they could court you and if you're gonna stay at that church or not <laughs> but i would say no that, that was our key <laughs> that that sermon was our key well there was point. definitely a couple things that like they kept us coming back type of thing but yeah that was definitely like the stake yeah into in the the stake in the, in the Oh, in the tent. There you go. I was thinking in the chest, you know. Wow. Like, oh. Wrong story. Vicious today. Do you know that Frank has a vampire stake in his office? 
Yes. I am not kidding with you guys. It's like a, it's like that round. I know you can't see on the podcast, but it's like the size of a baseball. Is this the wooden one that has scriptures on the side? Does it have scriptures? It, yeah, typically it has scriptures. Well, that, That's my dad's so fault. Is, it, is that, it like the steak for like nailed into Jesus? No, 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 no. It's a steak to kill vampires. It? No, it's a steak to kill vampires. It's not. That's why it has scriptures on it. It's double powerful. <laughs> Stop. And it's wooden. <laughs> so. Oh, it's wooden. Yeah, it's a oh, wooden sorry, steak. Sorry. I'm I'm visualizing something else in his office. There's a whole teaching around it. Okay. And commitment to conquer, written by Bob Beckett. You can buy it on Amazon. <laughs> Shame, more shameless pugs. <laughs> Listen. At least we're doing it for others, and it's not like our. It's not just us. Yeah, yeah. Or dpcskids.com, but whatever. I, or I tend to believe. K four through twelve. DP City Production <laughs> on Facebook. Nine five one seven six three eight seven. That's not the phone number, is it? That is a phone it's number. It's a new one, isn't it? What happened to our five nine 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 zero one one? Hold on, say the new phone number. Give that one out. I don't use that number. Oh. Well, actually, we still use it, just not as a phone number. Oh, true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, sorry. Okay, carry on. So, yeah, let's talk about Frank's vampire steak for a minute. <laughs> I am a firm believer that's in case Van Helsing becomes real life. No? No. What about zombie apocalypse at DPCS? Frank's room has the weapons. He has it a does. sword. I mean, it'd be cool as long as you get it on video. He has a sword. He has the vampire steak. Yeah, but the sword is dulled down. It's no fun. You don't think that'll go through a, a zombie? A zombie? No. I don't believe there are zombies. Well, but I guess well, if, right. I guess if there were, <laughs> I don't know. My pencil could go through. Question. No, too. My okay. My scissors are the sharpest scissors in the world. So I think we're kind of safe. With Those are yeah. They cut through popsicles. Can you kill a zombie? Aren't zombies already dead? No, you can kill a zombie. You can kill a zombie. Headshots. Headshots will kill zombies. Really? You need to play more video games. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm stuck on Among Us, but okay. <laughs> <She's all> <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna I was I gonna say something. Listen, if I had the opportunity to teach an Easter service, my Sunday service title would be Jesus, the original Walking Dead. That'd be pretty good. That's kinda cool. We had a series a few years back. Actually, I believe it was on Easter called Walking Dead. Solid series name. Yeah, we, no, we used track. to make series based on on current TV shows. We used to Pastor go back Bob, to doing so. Well, Pastor Bob had no idea what most of the shows were. <laughs> You're just going alongside. <laughs> you just kind of go another along good, with it. another good. <laughs> we did TV, Breaking Bad too. But another good TV In series name would be Game of Thrones. That would be a great TV series or a great sermon title. Game yeah, we did Breaking Bad as a title once for Easter. Before or after you were that? aware of what it was about? I had never watched it. I kind of knew what it was about. Now I've seen it. I would totally do it again. <laughs> <laughs> With more information this With time. With more information. I mean, now every time I see a motorhome, everybody's everybody's suspect. Okay, that's crazy. <laughs> this is two podcasts in a row Breaking Bad has gotten brought up. Yesterday we called uh, Reggie Walter White because oh. he was talking about how he mixes Kool-Aid and he's like, it's like, it's like Walter White making meth. <laughs> he's yeah, like, I just add this and this and this. <laughs> and man, I don't even know what to say. Listen, the I'm I'm drawing a blank on the name, and it's not good. Who who's what's the name of the guy that Jesus raised from the dead three days later? Lazarus. Lazarus. I was I don't know why I was not, Nebuchadnezzar was in my brain. I'm not way sure off. Either, but yeah. Okay, <laughs> Lazarus was he not technically a zombie? No. Does that confirm zombies in the Bible? I don't think so. But, however, it says that after Jesus rose from the grave, that 
people also rose from the dead. But there were people seeing it. It's in Luke, I think. I could be wrong. So the but they rose gosh, from the dead recorded. and like were you walking. Can't change this. What? They're walking like around after, or it says like that they went rose like from the grave. So we're confirming zombies in the Bible. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. I mean, it's not the worst <laughs> thing yeah. in the Bible. Where they go? I, I mean, that's what my question is. You know, were they just like oh walking God. around, or did they go e. to heaven? Phone home. Random, they go to Mars. Your random relative walks back home. That'd be, that'd be really Imagine crazy. your aunt died like four years ago, and then like all of a sudden she's Sorry, like, Sorry, I only planned dinner for six. You're going to have to go somewhere else. <laughs> or worse <laughs> worse is the house already got passed down to the family members, oh, and they want to move back bad. in. That's so bad. They're like, that's my room. You're like, uh. It takes a really long time to evict these days. So, <laughs> Oh, that's bad. So I want to talk about imposter syndrome, and uh, specifically maybe – since you work with the kids, imposter syndrome that you see amongst like our middle schoolers and high schoolers. Yeah. So why don't you give us like a two minute breakdown of just the imposter syndrome teaching or, or what you know about it? He gave you oh no gosh. time to recover from the zombie apocalypse concept. No, I'm still reeling from <laughs> vampires and zombies. Right. <laughs> uh, two minutes. Uh, well, I don't think this will take two minutes. Okay. So when I taught, I taught on being like suspect, being an imposter, meaning that we all, I shouldn't say we all, I <laughs> tend to live life sometimes as though somebody's going to figure out I don't know what I'm talking about because I clearly don't always know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I think sometimes I base where I am life-wise um, more off people's opinion or what even what I project to them to what I think about them, what I think they think about me, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. So like a lot of times when I'm not dealing my life in confidence, in God confidence, I tend to lean more on, oh gosh, Kyle probably thinks this right now about what I'm saying or what I'm doing and he's going to figure out I've got no idea what I'm really talking about. And, you know, as a kid, I grew up um, just kind of a nobody. I was a nobody. And I don't mean that in false humility or anything. I really was a nobody. Um, and my sister was, she was smarter. She did a lot more. She was way more outgoing. Um, and, you know, that was, her, a lot of that was her her choices and her personality and stuff like that. Um, but I was always kind of the one who sat uh, in the back, sat in the wayside. And I had a really hard time understanding things and comprehending or I just have a bad memory in general. I gotta quit saying that, by the way. <laughs> I had a bad memory on the to-do list <laughs> on the to-do list um and so as I grew up you know academics was really hard for me I mean, it was tough I loved reading but I could read three chapters and have no idea what it talked about I did at the time when I was reading it but afterwards I couldn't tell you um and so it was really hard in high school and uh when I finished school you know I did a lot of different things I wanted to be a missionary as a kid you know, looking back, it was probably I just wanted to get out of town. <laughs> um, it's it's the appropriate it, way to run away. You know, that's what a pastor's kid does. You run. Um, and so I did that for a while, went to Bible college, but I never really graduated from anything. Um, you know, I went to several different colleges. I just took classes that I wanted to take because I thought, oh, gosh, I'm never going to get a degree. And what am I going to do with a degree anyway? I can't really get a that kind of a job. Um, got married, was widowed really young got married again with Steve, we had kids, had all sorts of jobs, and but never really a profession. I wanted to be in ministry. I was in ministry, but all along in the back of my head, I kept thinking, 
you know, somebody's going to figure this out. <laughs> somebody's going to realize I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, and then, you know, eight, a little over eight years ago, I started helping with the school that the church started here, which I always just find hilarious because, you know, God knows I Full circle. just, yeah, I love that. <laughs> of all people, I am not the one to work at a school. Uh, and I've, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot since I first started. I had no idea half of the stuff that teachers did and what they do and what it takes. And I, honestly, I, I didn't care yeah. <laughs> at the time. I was like, I don't know any of that stuff. Why do I care? And I started helping simply because my I had two kids and I wanted them in a good school. And, um, you know, the more I've been here, the more I've learned. But still, you know, I don't have that kind of an education. I don't have that kind of a background. And so in, in my head, I was that's that's the record that played in my head. You know, you mm. can't do that. You don't have that education. You don't have that experience. And, you know, here and there, I'd have people like, what are you talking? Why are you a principal? Why are you vice principal? Why are you an admin of the school when you, you never went to school for that? And I'd be like, I know, I never went to school <laughs> for this. Um, but as I've gotten older, um, you know, you, you gain more confidence the more you learn about what God says about you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what my experience is, as long as I'm willing to put my experience in the hands of God, it changes everything. Um, and, you know, I love, I love the story of Moses and how unqualified he was, how he was in a place he never belonged um, his whole life, and he never did anything right most of the time. And even when he parted the Red Sea, you know, my favorite part of the story is not that the sea parted, but that God was like, why aren't you just laying out your staff and part the sea as though it was something he should have known all along. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But who would have thought of that? It's so out of grasp. Right. Of, like, nobody thinks that. I was going to walk up and say, move, ocean. Yeah. <laughs> who thinks? I mean, it had never happened to that point that we know of. It had never happened. So why would it be something he thinks? But at the end of the day, I always look at it like, gosh, I love that God was okay with that, that Moses never even thought of that, never mm -hmm. even thought that was a, a way out, but yet that qualified him all the more because he didn't have that confidence in God. He had to have God on his side. So I think when I taught <clears throat> a couple weeks ago on imposter, it was on that side of it. You know, what does God really say about us? Because what I say about myself is nothing near what God says. Um, and thank God he he says something different than what I than what right. I tell myself because I I'm pretty unqualified um, and I I need God I, I have to depend on God I don't know what I'm doing you know someday some one of you guys are going to figure that out yeah. I, you know Steve always says comedy comes from tragedy so I love making people laugh there's a lot of tragedy going on so <laughs> uh, yeah that's kind of what what the gist of my sermon was yeah I like how it's honestly it's it's almost like you're laying a fishing rod out there because you're you're laying out this imposter ideology, like imposters to other people, but it's really the lie we're telling ourselves. And that's a lot, especially with our kids. Super relatable, right? honestly. Yeah. From from kids to adults altogether. I think everyone at some point sits there and thinks in some degree that about themselves. You know, right. like they're you're unsure about yourself. And then kind of like how you said it we're always taking it back to Christ and to God about how him filling um, himself into us, how that makes us qualified and yeah. how it makes us in us. So I love your story altogether because I think it's super hilarious how <laughs> you didn't like school whatsoever. And it reminds me a lot of Kyle too, because it's very similar <laughs> where you guys just did not 
like school, um, not that you weren't smart or anything, just it right. wasn't your, in one sense, your season. I tell this to him all the time because he went back to school and he's like rocking it. And like, I'm like the struggling one, whereas before it was the complete opposite. So I think that's just God where he, he puts you in when it's your season and when it's your time. And maybe yeah. that just wasn't, maybe you had to go through certain things for you to come to this point of, you know, like I'm sure it was humbling, you know, sure. like how you had said about there's certain things you had no idea about the teachers had done <laughs> and all that Same. type of thing. I yeah. did not realize how much work goes into being a teacher. Oh, oh I, my gosh. I had no idea. And I there's still times, <laughs> hopefully none of these people are listening, there's still times that I'll have educators talk to me as though I know what they're talking about. <laughs> and I'll just kind of nod like, oh, yeah, 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 okay. And then I'll go away and look it up later. <laughs> like, oh, what is that acronym? I had no idea what an IEP was right. when I first, I, I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> once I looked it up, I was like, how come I never had an IEP? I know, what the heck? I, it was man, not a thing back sure, then. Sure, but it helped a whole so. lot. I for sure needed an IEP. <laughs> That but I was called something different. Right. <laughs> so many things it was called. Right. But I mean, I, I think if people were truly honest, even in the world, CEOs and top people would, at the end of the day, probably go away and second guess themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think what we have in Christianity when we lean on God is I can second guess myself all day long. But I never have to second guess God. Right. And so as long as I put my confidence in God, I, there is no second guessing. I just know I can't do this, so God, you got to step in. Man, mm -hmm. if you don't show up, then we're in so much <laughs> trouble because I've got nothing here. And, you know, it's a humbling thing. Sometimes, you know, God's had to knock me off my, my pedestal that I've created. You know, but my can soapbox. I say really quick, because I know you, you mentioned sometimes you don't feel like you know what you do. I we've, we've had the opportunity to see multiple principals throughout the years and then um, throughout the district. I think you rock it, Aww. honestly. I know you fake it sometimes. You're saying, but I don't really believe it. <laughs> but you know, um, but I, I think, think you you do an amazing job. So hashtag oh, uh, come to DP City Christian School. DPCSKids.com. <laughs> yeah. Four through twelfth grade. Yes. <laughs> I, you know, I think at the end of the day, I I don't know what our principals should be doing. I mean, I looked it up a few times, and I can't even understand the wording of, <laughs> of the, the job description. Man. You're honestly the everything man. <laughs> well, I think at the end of the day, it's you know. I always say I, our school wouldn't be our school if everybody just didn't work together. Yeah. You know, and when we have one person that doesn't work with everybody else, it just halts. It's like putting a screw in in a gear set. I mean, it just stops everything, mm -hmm. and you kind of have to pick up and work to get it. I think one thing that the dynamic at our school that's really cool is the fact that the kids do just feel comfortable to go to the principal's office. Yeah. Where in other schools, you know, it's like I'm sending you to the principal's office here. If kids are having a rough time and they're not getting what they need from their teachers as far as love and compassion and support, they'll ask, can I go see Pastor Suzanne? And it's like, yeah, like, go, you know? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that's a good thing. I, I think it's good. You know, I think when I started, um, we didn't have a lot of staff. I mean, I literally had five or six people that we worked with on the school. That was it. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of a... Who's the counselor? Well, I guess you can come to my office. <laughs> you know, if something goes wrong, just go see Miss Suzanne. Uh, you know, sometimes it backfires, but a lot of times, you know, kids just, they want to be hurt. Everybody wants yeah. to be heard. Everybody wants to be the one that talks. Everybody wants to share their story. Everybody wants to tell somebody else what's going on. Um, 
So, you know, I think it's good for kids to have that. And, you know, it's what I always say to, to every kid that comes in my office, good or bad. I can't control what happens at home. I can't change where you go after school, where you come from, but I can change the seven hours that you're here. You're safe. You're around people that love you, care for you, will listen to you, will talk to you. I can't control anything else, but I can control the 35 hours a week that you're here on campus. Um, you know, and sometimes, sometimes that's good, and sometimes that's bad. So. Sometimes it's not enough. I mean, some kids, it's they, not. they sometimes. would want to live here if they could. It's heartbreaking, honestly. Um, it's heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. So many sad stories. You know, we've had we've had some pretty crazy things that have happened with kids, and I never knew anything about calling CPS. And the fact that CPS's number is in my cell phone is is sad. Yeah. Even as at a private school, which to me that's just a testimony of what happens in public schools because right. we're just a portion. Well, I think from the outside, people look at it and think, oh, DPCS, Christian school, you know, tuition funded, private. They must have all the good kids, all the smart kids, all the rich families. And it's like, no, like there's a there's a battlefield here on this campus, too. You know, it's been hard. We've we've expelled and suspended more kids this year than ever before. But I honestly, it's it's a standard. You know, we got to carry a standard. And what standard are we willing to carry? If I carry God's standard, it's hard. It's, it's hard to do, and <clears throat> it's hard to implement it to kids because you want to continuously show grace over and over and over, and we do, but you have to draw a line. Yeah, no, it, the line is, are you harming other people, pretty much? Well, and that yeah. comes back to the imposter. You right. know, I, I always tell kids, you can't, you can't hide. You know, you're here a lot, so you got mm -hmm. you to be normal. You know, and, and at the end of the day, what's normal? It's based on each kid's personality and their home life and their experience. Right. <laughs> so imposter syndrome. I, I have a kid in my class who drives me crazy because they come up to me after every test and quiz and go, oh, my God, I hope I do good. And they hardly ever miss a question or <laughs> or and I'm like, bro. You're good. Like you studied, you're smart, you have your notes, you have your you've like you're fine. You're your straight A student. I mean, on a bad day, sometimes they have a B, but usually it comes back up. I'm like, relax. But see, I do that to myself as well. Like if I'm if I have a project where I have to make a video or a graphic, I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna make this graphic or yeah. I don't know how I'm gonna do that, you know, and then it almost always comes out better than what I thought it was gonna come out. Well, how, how do we shut that voice up? Like, have you figured that out yet? Sometimes. Sometimes I think I figure it out. I, you know, I think it's what voice you listen to the most. It's what you feed the most. You know, if I feed my voice more than I feed the voice of God, then my voice is louder. You know, and, and I think there's times where it's okay to admit I have no idea what I'm doing. It's okay as long as I am willing to put the voice of God against it and go, okay, I know God's going to give me the wisdom and the knowledge when I need it to mm -hmm. come across and do what needs to be done. Um, so, you know, I think it's it's hard at the end of the day, but, you know, you just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other and remember what God's voice says. You have nothing? A moment of silence. Yes, a moment of silence. <laughs> For our fallen homies or what? No. We have fallen homies? 
Sorry, making some sound adjustments here. I got really loud in my ear. I know that's yeah. I and sound I amazing. No, I have no audio now or no sound. <laughs> you have no sound? I have no sound now. Oh. Hold on. Let me fix this. We're still learning, guys. We're we're still learning. Do you have sound now? Yes, I have sound now. Okay. Thank you. Good. Yeah. So we have this you cool. You told me you wanted me to talk, and then you cut me off. <laughs> we have this cool. <laughs> we have this cool soundboard, and it's. I'm not sound trained by. Um, actually, I'm lying. <laughs> I did sound for a lot of Is years. Is this the imposter syndrome yes. hiking in Just right now? Just about to say yeah. that. I'm lying. I did sound at uh, church for a lot of years, and I've done podcasts before in production. So, but I'm learning this board. Yeah. So. Part of my story, I guess. That's fun. That is a good part of your story. Yeah. So, <clears throat> do I have a job next year? <laughs> do you want a job next yes, year? Yes, of course. <laughs> the same job? A, a job. I'm happy. I love working. I've I love heard working rumors. with the kids. I'm. You know what they say about rumors? Most of them are true. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you guys would fill in what they I've say. I no, really, really like history. I do enjoy history. That's probably my favorite subject to teach, honestly, in the classroom. Part of the rumor I heard. But we yeah. can talk off air. <laughs> I do enjoy history. I, I love, she'll tell you when I'm uh, cleaning or the rare times I clean or something. I've seen your room. Yeah. I know, right? I try to clean at least once a week in there. It's, once a week? That's sad oh my gosh. Isn't it? No, no, no. Let oh me rephrase. Goodness. I try to like actually clean like once a week. I'm talking like wiping the walls with Lysol uh -huh. and like the whole nine. Okay. We vacuum every day. Uh, well, that's that's good. <laughs> but listen, anytime I'm <laughs> he belongs to you, Sharisa. Anytime Yay. I'm clean or whatever, I watch like World War II documentaries, I, I Civil War, all that kind of stuff. That's kind of cool. Yeah, see, I like all those shows. Hunting Hitler see, is one I'm of my all-time favorite shows. Horrible outdates, though. Oh, uh, now see, I don't. I've watched a couple of those, but after a couple, you're like, dude's dead. I mean, somebody <laughs> found him. No, but what's cool is, like, they, they visit they this. They still believe he's alive, though. No, he's dead. He'd be, like, 150. They still. We just watched something, like, this past year that was, like, no, he's, it's still possible. No, Elvis so, is still alive, too. No, he's dead. He was no. a homeless guy in San Diego. I'll show you the, That's funny the article. That's funny. They got so quiet. <laughs> I'll show you the article. Wait, he's a homeless he guy? He was a homeless guy. In oh, I thought, you, I thought you said he was dead. No, he's he dead is, now. Yeah, I mean, he, that's they a found zombie him right dead. there. I yeah. know, right? Brings us full circle. <laughs> so listen, in Argentina, there is a city that they have found tucked away in the middle of the woods uh -huh. that is all German architecture, German culture, white people. They speak German. And they believe that Hitler left Germany and started this little colony there in the in during World War Two, and to this day, it's still like a German offset in the middle of nowhere. Do they have grocery stores too? That was really impressive. That was scary impressive. I thought there was a button. Being pressed <laughs> I thought at that Anastasia point. was in here with us. Wow. Oh my goodness, that was awesome. Thank you. Are That's you, all I got. Are you guys German? Oh, I think I am German. Oh, hold on. I think my mom's German. That's that's Thank how you. impressive that was. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Just you put you a Z with everything. That's all you gotta do. Every day. I think you should just show up to school next week. <laughs> just, the whole just week. Just talk German the whole time. And then we'll we'll support you. <laughs> like she always talks like that. Do you and remember? Then we'll, we'll reinforce the imposter syndrome. <laughs> and then on Wednesday, you'll repeat. You should no, do a my, whole chapel. My, my grandma's last name is is Han. I think it's German. Solo. 
Yes. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. You just take it to a whole new galaxy. Bring it back. Oh. That's the wrong galaxy. Do you remember last year when I was just the librarian and I did a British accent for a whole week? I don't remember that part, but I do remember you being the librarian for a couple months. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it didn't last very long. No, I went from librarian to reading specialist to sixth grade teacher. And that's where you landed. Imposter syndrome. <laughs> I really just wanted to organize books. I'm not going to lie. That was always an interesting thing, hearing him tell people, like, oh, so what do you do? I'm a librarian. I'm a librarian. <laughs> and it was even better, like, to the people that we know, they're like, oh, what? Huh? No. No, it was like, a little more. See, ab- I found a way to get you on staff. Yeah. <laughs> it's it was creative a little employment more, right there. Right. <laughs> it was a little more applicable. I mean, because I had just written a couple books and published them. Yeah, so that's it made true. sense that I was. I'm taking a back to more plug of- there. No, I'm not plugging my books. That's why I didn't give out titles. Why? Because they need a lot of work. Hey, imposter. (laughs) No, they really do. They need need a lot of work. I've learned so much about writing in the past two years in in college that I can, I take the imposter syndrome out. I know I can write better than what I have written in the past. But see, my fear is you used to be a construction worker. And the idea with the construction worker is you're going to just demolish it all. And it's not going to be the same. Don't want that's that how to you happen. build a better house. No, no, you no, demolish but, it. Yeah, you, no. you so rip it down to the foundation. You're not going to put like, yeah, you're not going to put doors in there. And that's and all what of the Bible's for. Use it it's no historic. more or what? So are you rewriting the books that you have, I or you consider- just took them off altogether? No, I'm considering rewriting in totalitarian. You're going to break so many kids' hearts. Your daughters included. Totalitarian. Oh, that's hardcore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she Savage. threw your daughter in there. Well, she loves it. She's like still crying, waiting for the that's next like the one. first so chapter book she ever read, like hard hard chapter book that she ever no read. No pictures. <laughs> it has pictures in the back at the end. So, Sharisa, we've talked about us. So, oh man, what about you? Where are you, like imposter syndrome? Um, I don't know. I think I doubt myself, like in probably what? everyone. Um, I don't know. I think she doubts herself in um. Her. <laughs> I know. Because we all turn towards I feel her. like the seat got uh, really hot. The sun <laughs> came in. <laughs> How she handles people. I think her relationship with people, that she doubts herself that she handles that kind of stuff correctly. And she's actually really good at talking and working through situations and stuff like that. And a lot of times she'll be like, does this sound good? What is it? I'm like, it's fine. Just go with so it. So do you think but you're see, a good I've people person? I've always done that. Yes. I would like to hope so. I don't know. Your face says otherwise. <laughs> well, no, I'm Am trying I? to figure out. I'm trying to decipher what Kyle, or Kyle just said. She's one of my favorite people. She is my favorite person. I'd have to disagree with what you're saying, though. Sorry. So where um, do you doubt yourself? Um, Probably just sometimes in how I talk. But only because to I feel people like. people or no, to yourself? Or no, 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 no. No, like. Okay, so my I feel like my vocabulary used to be so much higher than what it is now. And I went through a. A rough Have you dumped yourself down for us or what? Apparently. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the way this like is going. <laughs> I feel like we're in an intervention right this now. This is not good. I feel like we are too. This is kind of fun. <laughs> Let's get real. <laughs> Can we not use this? Please? You don't have a sound for that? No. Oh, I'm, I'm going to get a sound for Let's Get Real. No. Okay. So, no. So, true question. Over, over the past four years, just uh, with my health went down very, very harshly. And so, 
I don't know. Did I, did I kill brain cells or something with so with, with her her, pain? <laughs> her CRPS, which is chronic regional pain syndrome. She has nerve damage throughout her upper extremities, starting at the back of her skull, down into her hands, and then into her back. So part of that um, syndrome is a lot of short-term memory loss, uh, dizzy brain, just like cloudy-minded. And so she's saying that like a lot of her doubting is like sometimes she doesn't remember things. Sometimes she'll be stuck on a word and like can't get it out. But I preference that with saying she's she talks very well to people. She's very smart. She's very articulate. Yeah, I like people. Gosh. <laughs> I think she has more control over the disorder than she's allowing herself to think. Well, I think I've come, um, I mean, obviously with God all together over the past couple of years, we've come to a better place altogether. But I think I, I still deal with that of wondering, okay, am I saying this correctly? Um, and I know I'm a intense person and sometimes not everyone can handle that. <laughs> Intense, like how you respond to people? Or well, like I've grown up just things? being blunt. So you're very black and white. Yeah. And well, that's so. That's a leader, isn't it? Yeah. So I know not everyone likes that. Some people like to. We <laughs> Some people like the coddling and like the like handheld. And I don't know. I don't think I was ever Which is funny. Like that. It's funny because I'm a. I need to be coddled and handheld, and my wife is very... I'm like, I can do it myself. Don't hold my <laughs> hand. Let me do it. Straightforward. She's over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she's not... So when I really want to be coddled and handheld, I have a nice little voice trick I pull on oh her. <laughs> I start talking like Elmo in the middle of the store and, like, screaming. Oh, God, I would drop kick you. <laughs> <laughs> he would scream louder, though. Yeah. He would. It would. It's so funny and so embarrassing all at the same the, time. She has a video of me sitting cross-legged in the middle of the dairy aisle, <laughs> literally cross-legged, for, telling her I won't go. People around us are staring. Some of them are laughing. Some of them are like highly concerned. I'd be calling the RTA best to come pick you up. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. When was the last time this happened? This morning. <laughs> We at went the gas to, station. No, no, no. We went to Stater Brothers, and we were holding, we were walking back to the car, and she let go of my hand, and I stopped in the middle of the parking lot and screamed. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Until she came back and grabbed my hand. This is what we do okay. on spring break. <laughs> <laughs> With no kids around. Yeah. Got it. You know, you got to keep things interesting. <laughs> but you it's wanna, funny because you're gonna borrow my cactus couch. Oh yeah. We don't have a cactus Did you couch see it in this here. Sunday? I did get I cactus wasn't couch in there. I was this in the Sunday. nursery. I, that's the first time I've ever got cactus couch. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because we were talking about, or I was plugging the podcast, mm -hmm. and I said, there's nobody in the world. I Or I said, we spent 30 minutes in here together, and we both came out alive, and I got yeah. cactus couch. Now, that's not nearly as bad as some of the things you and Pastor Steve say. No. Just that's, saying. But that's, I think I'm fairly nice to Steve. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think most of the things you say are, are pretty warranted in response. <laughs> so when he's Dude, I... Let me just remind people, during the Christmas program, I walked down in a chicken awesome. <laughs> costume. And he told me I had gained weight since we got married. He told so me I was fat. Not PHAT. No, yeah. So he really dropped the ball on that one. Because he asked me, he said, hey, is that you think this is a funny, like, will this get laughs? Oh, so then you're No, it was too, all then. at war. And then he said, he said fat. And I said, like, no, hold on, Pastor. He's like, no, fat like P-H-A-T. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, well, make sure you say that when you say yeah, no, he your joke. That. And he completely dropped that part of the joke. Because <laughs> he, he knew he was in trouble. Yeah. Oh, man. 
Well, you got him pretty good a couple times that night. Like the this is God. Oh, uh, yeah. that, <laughs> that was so funny. That was so funny. Pastor uh, Steve know. had no idea where she was, and she had a mic. You gotta and remind people talking. who's in charge. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you guys co-priest. Well, I never said that. Oh. <laughs> so it's men submit yourselves to your wives. <laughs> you gotta, you know, pretend like Kyle's not here. Sometimes you gotta let him feel like they're in charge. <laughs> I would definitely Sometimes? say <laughs> I would rather my wife be in charge. <laughs> I'm not the play caller. I don't like to I make plays. I think that's plays. a whole other podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It actually would be a good topic. What? Talking about the priest of the home. Oh, it that's would. men. It's biblical. It is biblical. But, but, sometimes I like it when she tells the kids to clean the house and it's not like you have to, Thanks. you know, I'm the so dad voice. I'm so honored by this. I don't like using <laughs> my dad voice. you upon me. I really don't <laughs> like, like using my dad buying voice. you a vacuum for your birthday i would actually you know high key i kind of like that i'm not like the episode the episode of boy meets world when he buys her a trash compactor for her 20th anniversary trash compactor no he's like but you've been saying you want one she's like on a tuesday not on our anniversary but given when when we didn't have a vacuum and we got a vacuum for christmas that was amazing because just we didn't have a vacuum, but that didn't mean our carpets didn't get cleaned. So yes. we were out there <laughs> sweeping our carpets with brooms. To you make, make sure. it work. I mean, I was raised. There's no excuses for do what you anything. Do. Yeah. And then f- we've had a broken Swiffer mop for about <laughs> four years. That's duct taped together. It doesn't even hold the Swiffer pads anymore. So we put the washcloths. Those cloths. don't cost that much. No, we just bought one. That's what I was getting to. Praise God. Yeah. We just bought a new Swiffer I've, I've upped your pay in the last year. You should be we just, a little bit better. We looked at each other and was like, what kind of investment can we make in it to support each other? And we got a new Swiffer mop. Well, I mean, it's not like we have like a whole bunch of area that needs to be done. No. Type of thing. But it was still, it was one of those things where like, oh, we'll get it next time. We'll get it next time. It was uh, a happy investment. We, you know, it was, you know, you would think like we went on a date. We were like, we bought a Swiffer mop. (laughs) It is what it is. Okay, so going back to our topic. Yes. Because I know we got to wrap this up soon, right? No, we still have time. We still have time? Yeah. I told you up to an hour. Oh, okay. So going back to our topic. So where do you think the the topic of imposter leads? Like, what's the final? Do you ever come out of the, I don't know, where you feel like you're not an imposter anymore? Me personally or people? General. Um, yes, but I think it has to come from reassurance from people you value. Like, we shouldn't value people's opinions of like us so much. But then if you have people that you look up to and, and stuff like that, and they are telling you like, yes, like you, you did good, like, then, like when I made the banner for Ablaze, right, Pastor Steve and you and Teresa, when we printed it, you guys were like, this banner came out sick. And I was like, all right, I did something right. Because when I was looking at the graphic, to me, I was like, there's something missing. And I could tend to do that a lot. Like when I'm making graphics, I could be like, there's something missing until there's so much going on that it's like, okay, I got to start all over. Right. You know, Um, and just different things like that. So I think when there's people who you value and like their opinion matters to you and you hold high in, in your, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like high esteem? Yeah. Then, and when they reassure you, then that helps. I honestly, for me, it's more diving in and finding out who God says I am. Um, And that's, again, that could go back to like how I I don't need to be um, so much the reassurance. Like 
to me, the reassurance is a, a nice bonus, but I'd rather me having the confidence in knowing who I am type of thing. Well, because don't you think there's circumstances in our lives, especially the longer you walk with Christ, that you'll stand alone and you don't have that assurance from other people around you? Right. I mean, I've had to make some pretty hard decisions, and Steve and I have, you know, career-wise or just life-wise that You'd hope people around there, us, but in reality, people around us don't always agree with us. Yeah, and I mean, I definitely didn't know how to be a librarian, <laughs> and, and didn't have anybody to guide me in how to be a librarian. What? YouTube. But why videos. did you? But why did you take the job in the first place? Because I like working with kids, and I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. What was I? Youth pastoring. I had just taken over middle school, mm-hmm. and. I, I had just stopped working for the newspaper because COVID shut our sports section down. So I was just kind of drifting in the unknown. And you So have a, you ever had to make a decision that everybody around you, or I shouldn't say everybody, it's an exaggeration, most people around you go against what you feel is the right decision? Yeah, not working <laughs> construction anymore, I would say. So how did you get past that? How did you get past the, okay, I'm not getting confirmation around me. But I still feel I found like this DP is City right. Church. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm, what did I? I Does probably that make just, sense? You know, let's be honest. I wanted to do it to prove that okay. I didn't need to do what everyone else in my family did. At the end of the day, that Break was out like of the, the mold. Yeah, that was the stubbornism. I mean, my dad was president of the Cement Mason Union. Um, worked in concrete for 40 years as well as ministry, you know, and then my older brother and my oldest brother were doing it. That's what I had did for seven years, but I never wanted to do it even when I was good at it. And I was like, you know what? I need to prove that I'm valuable outside of how strong I am. So what do you want to do? Like, what's your ultimate? Obviously, it's not to be a librarian. Well, no, I'm I'm not that no more. You're not that anymore. Uh, Just ministry. I. I, as long as I'm serving God, I'm happy. Yeah. So I'm happy. So where do you see yourselves in 20 years? Your kids are grown. They're out of the house. They're married. How old are we in 20 years? Well, I'm 25 now. So Okay. <laughs> um, That's part of my imposter syndrome then, actually. <laughs> we can add that one to it. 20 years. <laughs> Hopefully still connected to our pastors. Pastor Suzanne, in a podcast Pastor room. Steve. In yeah. a podcast room. <laughs> Hemet. I would oh, love to do can some. We do a, can we make it a studio? We're 20 years down the road, oh, guys. Sorry. I would love to do, um, yeah, I don't know, like this whole office is a, is a studio. Yeah, you got you to gotta reach for I would love to do some traveling ministry, speaking at some conferences, like like uh, Acquire the Fire type conferences. That would That's definitely a life goal for me. Um, I want to write more books, fiction books and like devotions and like Harry stuff. Potter type of books. Yeah. <laughs> but from a Christian author so that parents feel safe about it, like Chronicles so of Narnia yeah, or Lord of the Rings, you know, cause there's a difference between Gandalf and Harry. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You set me up there. What would I set you up there? Yeah. I didn't mean to. What would you say your, your 20 years down the road would be? Thank you. Dang it. You weren't supposed to flip it on me. You never even answered my Oh, I've been paying question. attention this whole time. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, well, I would like to have an office in my house with a door. That's one big that. thing. I know. Mm-hmm. That that's, seems small, but it's actually really big. Um, I don't know. Ministry-wise, I love teaching. I love 
not like school teaching. <laughs> I love <laughs> teaching like church wise, but I love my job now. And I think what I've found is that God graces me for those moments. Like I'm pretty sure that when God's done with me being principal, I will no longer want to be principal. Mm-hmm. Right now I want to be a principal. I enjoy it. I love doing it. I love going into my job most of the time. <laughs> um, but I've found that in the past when, like when we used to do youth and Steve and I did it for over five years, we loved it. We, oh gosh, we did it every Wednesday night. We were excited about it. All these kids would come in. We'd have all these activities. But when it was done, it was done. I mean, we just knew, it was like the flip just turned off. Yeah. The switch turned off. And and I think it's going to be one of those. Mm-hmm. Like I'll know when it's time to do something else when I'm no longer passionate about what I'm doing. Not that it's a bad thing, but I think that's God's way of like, hello, <laughs> wake up. up and move on. Yeah. I don't know what it'll look like. Right. I love traveling. Steve doesn't like traveling, so I don't know where that's going to go. <laughs> uh, but I love traveling. That, that means Pastor Steve is staying at home with the grandbabies and you and Cheyenne and I'm Sierra okay are traveling. I love missions. <laughs> I love doing mission stuff. I would love to take kids on a missions trip. Oh, I think it so would awesome. open their eyes to a lot of stuff. I think it's good. Yeah, I don't know where that would go. Right now, I'm I, I don't know. I was lucky to update my driver's license, so I don't really have a passport, so <laughs> or at least an updated one. But I don't know. Twenty years, it's a long time. I'd be old by then. I know. It's gonna be. I'd sad. be almost seventy. I know. I'd only. I would be forty-five. Prime age for pastoring. <laughs> Stop. No, it's a prime age for moving on. Well, no, I think I you're know. such a great teacher. Like how you had said. Um, I don't know. I think when you speak, so many people just like they're gravitated to you. What you have to say, regardless on if you have the imposter syndrome thing going on <laughs> at that moment or not, but <laughs> you you Teresa play it very and I well. Keep the youth in every time. If Pastor Suzanne is teaching, Aww. the youth is sitting in. Mm-hmm. I love making people laugh. It, it, I think in if I believed in other lives, I would love to be a comedian. But I hear they're always depressed, so I don't know. There's like a double side to that. We were just talking about that. Yeah. I always hear it's comedians so are like super depressed. So well, I, like I don't know. Robin Williams and then um, what's his name? Twitch. Mm-hmm. Like it's Jim it's, Carrey. Like all yeah. these people. They're hilarious. I love I love being able to minister but bring the humor because I think God has a sense of humor. I mean, he he's made look at all you. of us. Yeah. He has to. Giraffes <laughs> are cute, though. But they're funny looking. And look no, at a pig's not. tail. Like, why curl it? Everybody, nobody else has a curly tail like that. It doesn't pugs. make any sense. But pugs aren't cute. No, pugs are cute. They're pugs so ugly, they're cute. cute. No. They're like That's ugly like cute. God dropped the clay when he did that, you know? <laughs> smashed it Smash. against the wall. It makes so much sense. He made, right? the, he, re, he made a regular dog snout and then went against the wall and went, eh. He said, we haven't tried Just this. Just enough. Just enough. Well, I mean, like, even the other dogs, he, like, pulls it way out. And <laughs> Where do you see like yourself in 20 years? I'd like to, I don't know. I love, I love planning events and coordinating it. I think it's just part of my niche. So I, I would love to take it to a higher scale. Honestly, um, growing up, I always wanted to have like a youth center open, um, type of thing. And I love that idea still. Um, but just, I don't know. I think I'd be okay with the event side of it all. So that'd be fun. You don't see yourself owning um, a business. She's, she would be a good businesswoman. She would be a good entrepreneur. What kind of business? I don't know. Apparently, I'm supposed to be a businesswoman. What kind of business? <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. Real estate. <laughs> real estate. Yeah, I think it. I think she could be a real estate empire. 
She owned multiple properties. Here's here's a, jump on the bandwagon. Everybody's doing the real estate. Here's a good question. If you're a pastor or a minister and you own real estate, are you are you obligated to make sure that businesses that come in there are founded on the word of God or is it just you know what I'm saying? Are you like, obligated? Like can you if you're a pastor and you own real estate, could you have a liquor store on your property? Personally, no. I think it would bring in. It's a bad move. Bring in a, yeah, I think it'd be a yeah. bad move. But I'm not a real estate person. But could you have a Ross? I don't know. Even those are kind of sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. About I that. like Ross. <laughs> I don't know. Not you don't the, like Ross? Not the local one. It's got some issues. Yeah, not the local. Do you go to Dealbusters? We go there. Somebody needs a mop in there. Do you yeah. go to Dealbusters? I used to, and okay, I got to tell you my story of Dealbusters. So. I, I haven't gone in a while because, you know, you need money to go there. So <laughs> I haven't gone in a while. But I would go, like, on the off days and, like, pick through their dollar stuff or yeah. $3 stuff. So one day I go and I realize, oh, my gosh, they got it blocked off because they're getting ready to put out all the new product. I'm like, I'm going to wait around. So I'm holding <laughs> my wallet. I got my phone. People are hardcore. I mean, they, like, they are so mean. I'm like, I just... I just want that little crock pot right there. Oh, no. No, 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 no. People are hardcore. They're standing back behind the line, which I didn't realize it was a line until I realized I'm standing by the line. I'm like, oh, this is a great spot. Oh, no. People are are mean. Some guy, probably in his 80s, snuck under one of the tables. Yeah. And so we're all waiting forever, which, you know, I'm thinking like five minutes, no big deal. Oh, no. It's like 20 minutes. And now I'm like. You know, it's a competition <laughs> because how do I leave now? Like I've held my spot. Yeah, like, it's like your marathon story. I ain't giving story. up my spot. I ain't gonna get anything <laughs> I want, but I ain't giving up my spot. So like I'm holding my spot. Well, this guy slips under a table. Security guards are walking around, no big deal. And so we're all like, hey, there's this old guy under the table, like totally ready, like like on his hands and knees, ready to dart out when they say go. So we're like, that's not fair. And the guy's like, well, you know, the rope is above it. This security guy. So we're all upset, and I'm like, I ain't giving up my spot. Like, I'm still here. And these ladies around me are trying to, like, shove me over, and I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, my feet are planted, I'm ready to go. No, he, like, totally got in, got half of the stuff. I haven't been back. I don't even think I got anything. By the time I got to the tables, my crock pot was gone. See, I think I would (sighs) want to go just because I love yard selling, that whole concept, but I don't think I would want to be there for that type of thing. Oh, I couldn't handle it. I'm too nice. Yeah. Like, I'm too nice. These two ladies next to me were hardcore. It's like Black Friday in the early 2000s. No, it's like not. Like, you got to be willing to run kids See, over I with your miss cart. I prime of that time. I think I would have been amazing. Black Friday now is so cordial compared to what it was, like, 20 years ago. Because, like, kids were getting hit with carts. It loses its value. Yeah. And well, I feel so. like I buy no, just anything. No, I'm not anything. saying hit kids with carts. I'm saying, like, the fact that everything. <laughs> let me clarify really quick. The fact that you could go to Black Friday now, and it's okay if you don't see it. You can get it online. Yeah, everyone, um, everyone so like, fighting over a 40-inch TV. Well, I think the see, wait and the anticipation that. was fun. Yeah, I like. I definitely like the, the waiting game more, like, being up at 2 o'clock in the morning with your coffee and hanging out with your wife. I wish they didn't do it on... Now it's Thanksgiving, on night, Thanksgiving night. It used to be legit, like Friday. See, we never, I never went. Really? No, because by the fun. time you go, like they say, you have all these computers and TVs for sale, but really, there's like two with a thousand people. So I liked it, but that's what I'm saying. That that's was back then. Now you feel like you won. You still, like if have. you got that Xbox, you were like, yes. 
Now he didn't win. Yeah. He just got five dollars off. I mean, yeah, really, well, if that, because I think they it. upped the price like a couple weeks before and then drop it so that. Listen, I've got stuff from Dealbusters that I got a really good deal on that I still haven't done anything with. <laughs> like it was three dollars for this cool pair of shoes, but I'm a size eleven and they're an eight. And <laughs> don't it don't Paint fit. Shoes in. Wrong kind of art for me. Oh, do well. Well. I appreciate you guys coming in. I'm looking forward to the next time we can do a podcast together. It was really fun. I feel like I got exposed, um, you know, asking <laughs> what I'm going to do in 20 years and stuff. Didn't have, I wasn't ready for that kind It'll of be okay. deep conversation. I don't even know what I'm doing in 20 minutes. Well, I don't either. <laughs> I'm just driving the long way home because my kids are there. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to breakfast with yourself. <laughs> All right, any farewells, any final goodbyes, any plugs? DPCSKids.com. On Facebook, you can watch DPC. You interrupted her plug. We were we, we worked it, it together. Out. We're okay. I'm we're sorry, all right. sir. Okay. We're okay with that. <laughs> I got so, your back. I thank you. Yeah, uh, DPCS Kids, <laughs> DPC, DP City Pro. Check us out, the production team, the school. On YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Everywhere you get technology. TikTok. Yeah, we're everywhere. Are we on TikTok? Uh, yes. Oh, I thought Sierra ran. Sierra is. You know what Sierra Steve should start Sierra. doing? Yeah. Splicing audio from our podcasts and making TikTok videos. Oh, that'd be a really idea. Steve's hardcore on TikTok. I don't follow. I like, yeah, no, he's all over on TikTok. He's crazy. Did Pastor Steve tell you my joke I told him last night? We hope you enjoyed this episode of Connect with DP City. If you have questions, feel free to email them in at dpcitypod at gmail.com. If you're interested in appearing on our podcast, feel free to email that same email. If you'd like to give to the podcast ministry or ministry at DP City in general, you can visit our website at www.dpcitychurch.com and select the push to pay. We appreciate your support and looking forward to hearing from you soon. God bless.